Shiloh family I'm so excited to be home listen so what we're going to do really quickly I promise I have etiquette I promise I've sent under Bishop Watts I do have etiquette I promise you so we're going to do this real quick in the next couple of seconds all right all right this is what this is what I'm customary um, to do and so one more time I promise you we're going we're not going to play yo-yo so we're going to stand to our feet one more time and I need you to clap your hands for the angel of this house the visionary Dr. Benjamin Keith Watts yeah let him feel your love this morning my friend, my brother, my uncle, my, my friend. While you're clapping, I need you to clap your hands for the fragrance of this movement in the person of Lady. No, the Lady. The Lady. Lady Watts. We love you so very much. Now clap your hands for yourselves. Clap, 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 clap. Clap, 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 clap your hands for yourselves. While you're, while you're clapping, clap your hands for the love of my life to my wife, Lady Shalina Dudley. My beautiful children are here, all three of them. My daughter, Amira. My son, hey son, and my baby girl, Addie. We're so excited to be here. 
Because y'all know the last time we left, they, were, they was all like babies for real. <laughs> now they all grown doing their thing. You may be seated in the presence of our God. And so we're excited. We're going to jump right into the word of the Lord. Who came to hear a word from God this morning? <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for your presence being here. Now, God, I ask that you would open up our ears that we may hear, open up our hearts that we may receive a word that will change and shift the trajectory of our life. In Jesus' name, every believer shout amen. All right, if you have your Bible, turn with me to uh, St. John, the ninth chapter. What's going on, Rufus? Good to see you, man. Yes, sir. My frat Leroy over there. What's good, man? Good to see you. Jose. Those are my people for real. All right. Um, John, the ninth chapter. John, the ninth chapter. The word of the Lord reads, And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin? This man or his parents, that he was born blind. Verse 3, Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Verse 4 says, I must do the works of him who, that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. Verse 5, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. If I had a topic to choose this morning, uh, just pass it down your road real quick. Say, neighbor, oh neighbor, there's a miracle in the mud. Go ahead and pass that down your row. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, there's a miracle in the mud. Yeah, there's a miracle. There's a miracle. It's a miracle in the mud. There's a miracle. Who my show my? All right, there's a miracle. I got to get through this really quickly. All right, and so I'm here. Um, who, 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 Bishop, who wants to deal with mud? Who wants to deal with mud? Well, it all depends on your perspective. Uh, for the loving mother who was daunted with uh, caring for her children, uh, who knows how expensive clothes are. I got three of them. I know how expensive clothes are. And, you know, they don't just want the regular. You know, they, they want the Jordans and, and they want the Michael Kors and they, 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 they want all the good stuff. Um, and so for a mother uh, who is daunted with caretaking for her children and knows how uh, expensive clothes are, uh, they know how much detergent costs, uh, they know the time that it takes to wash clothes, dry clothes, fold clothes, put clothes away. I, I know I got some witnesses in the house uh, that, that know how, uh, that they know um, what it takes to take care of these clothes, but you know also what happens when those clothes come in contact with mud. Yeah, they come in contact with mud. Uh, they don't want any parts of dealing with mud. 
Mud tarnishes, mud, mud, mud will mess something up. Mud, mud will cause that piece of clothing, oh, watch this, to lose its value. Right. On the contrary, though, uh, Lady, Lady, uh, on the contrary, uh, Lady Watts, um, this the same mother who bears the weight of supporting her family has received a gift to the spa. The full treatment, you know, Manny Petty, full body massage and a facial. Uh, it is at that point of relaxation that mud is placed on her face because of the properties in mud uh, that cause the skin to tighten, cause the, the, the minerals uh, to decrease aging lines, wrinkles in the face, uh, and it causes, and it causes uh, the skin to look more youthful and vibrant. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, the value of mud depends on your mindset yeah yeah the value the value the value of mud it depends it depends it depends on the mindset because see mud lingers mud is clingy it leaves a trail and it's hard to clean up have you ever had moments in life I feel help here have you ever had moments in your life uh, that were a mess from the moment it started have you, have you ever had uh, moments in life where it was a mess from the get-go? I mean, from the jump. I mean, you could tell that this thing was going to be jacked up. It was going to be towed up from the flow up, ripped up from the dough up before it even got there. You automatically knew this is going to be a problem. This is, this is going to be a problem. Uh, you had moments in life where it was messed up from the moment it started, and all of a sudden, mud seems to get mixed in the game. See, I work with, uh, in Fulton County, uh, all the way in Atlanta, with uh, the senior populations, and sometimes they invite me to come uh, and play spades with them, and uh, one of the gentlemen might mumble, uh, somebody who shuffled, shuffled the cards, this is a mess. That's what... They, they would look in their hand and they would say, this, this, this is a mess. Who dealt this mess? A few cards are played. Uh, a player forcefully throws down a card on the table. And the next statement is, all right now, you're slinging mud in the game. You're, you're slinging mud in the game, youngster. You're slinging mud in the game. Have you ever felt uh, like um, whoever shuffled this mess, uh, you didn't even choose this hand? Have you ever felt that? Like, have you ever had a moment in life where you looked at the cards that you were dealt? You know how they tell you you got to play the hand that you dealt. But have you ever looked in this hand and said, this is a mess? This, this hand, that, who dealt me this mess? I didn't even choose this hand uh, that, I, that I was dealt. And as soon as I think I can manage the hand, something happens that makes a messy moment. It's a muddy moment. So here we have this blind man in John chapter 9. Uh, here we have this blind man in chapter nine, number 9. Now the blind man has been blind since birth. He's begging and asking, living off of the generosity of others uh, whenever they feel like it. Have you ever been in a spot where you felt like uh, you were walking through life blind and you were dependent upon those who are around you uh, whenever they 
Maybe it's just me, but I've had moments in life where I didn't know which way to turn. I didn't know on Gloria which way to go. And I was dependent upon people uh, to help me get through life. But they only helped me when... Yeah, I got a church in here, uh, but 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 and then, so he was depending upon um, the generosity of others whenever they felt like it. But can I prophesy in this holy tabernacle? I need you to lift your hands. Prophecy is going forth. Uh, can I prophesy in this holy tabernacle that you're coming into a season where you won't have to depend on the generosity of others? Y'all ain't saying nothing. I said you won't have to depend upon the generosity of others. Rather, uh, they will give it to you because the divine is on your life. Yeah. I just came to drop this little nugget in here. I just came to prophesy that you're coming into a season where you won't have to depend on the generosity of others. Rather, they will give it to you because the divine is on my life. I just need somebody to shout, the divine is on my life. And so uh, Jesus and his disciples were entering in the city and um, they all see this man was blind, right, Bishop? They all, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible declares that as they're coming into the city, they see this man and he is blind. And now they begin to ask questions. They begin to ask questions. The disciples ask, who sinned that this man is blind? Was it the man? that sinned uh, or was it due to uh, his parents or was it uh, his circumstances? Uh, what caused this man to be blind? Because in that time, uh, they believed that any time you had some type of disability, some type of uh, ailment, um, that, that, that it, was, it was passed down uh, through, your, through your bloodline. Can, but can I tell you uh, that this man uh, didn't have this, it, this, this wasn't his story. Just tell somebody that's not my story. Yeah, that's not my story. That's not my story. That's not my story. It wasn't because of something that somebody else did. Uh, this wasn't because of something that I did. But but somehow or another, I'm dealing with this problem. I'm dealing. I'm dealing with this issue, and it's not because of somebody else's thing. It wasn't because of that. No, 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 no. It wasn't because uh, my parents did something or my uncle did something. No, I didn't have a trauma in life. No, no, no. I didn't have. Although we do have them, but th this wasn't the cause of that. No, this. Was was it the cause of that? It's simply because I was dealt this hand. I was, I was dealt this hand. And so now here we have uh, the disciples, and um, the disciples begin to ask questions. Have you ever had a moment in life where people begin to look at your life and they, here's my first point, uh, here, here it is. Have you ever had people in your life uh, that, that, that begin to survey your life? They begin to look at uh, all of the things that are going on, and they're trying to figure out why it is that you are where you are, how you got here. All of a sudden, you become the topic of their discussion. Here it is. And so now, point number one is that the people, uh, they begin to draw conclusions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they begin, they begin to draw conclusions. Because they could have stopped at the fact of, hey, this man is blind. But now they begin to ask questions. Well, who sinned? Was it, was it him? Was it his mama? Was it his daddy? Now they're trying to, they're trying to survey why he's in this particular predicament. They begin to draw, they begin to draw conclusions. 
And as we begin to traverse down through uh, the scripture, Jesus responds, uh, Jesus responds, stop trying to figure out and find out uh, if someone or something is to blame. His circumstance uh, was constructed uh, to put him on a collision course with Christ. Let me say that one more time. You might have missed it. I said, no. I said, uh, the Bible says that he, that, listen, let, 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 let me, y'all don't believe me. I, I, I know. I, it's hard to believe. But here it is. Jesus says in verse number three, John chapter nine, he says, neither this man nor his parents have sinned, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Right. So it wasn't that his mama, that it, was, it wasn't his mama's fault, wasn't his daddy's fault. So you can take the blame off of mama. You can take the blame off of daddy. You can take the blame off of your uncle. You can take the blame off of them. You can take the blame off of, well, God, I wonder if I did something that displeased you, that caused me to get here. No, he knew the course that you was already going to take. But I did this because I wanted the work of God to be made manifest in you. Right. I wanted the work of God to be manifest in you. All right, we got a few more seconds. And so here it is. So Jesus responds, listen, this is in my own interpretation. He says, stop trying to figure out who's to blame or what's to blame. But the circumstance was, was constructed. It was orchestrated to put him on a collision course with Christ. Can I just tell you that what you've been dealing with, oh God, what you've been dealing with over the last two years, what you've been dealing with in the last six months of your life, what you're currently dealing with now, has put you on a collision course for Jesus to intervene on your behalf. But after people, after they begin to draw conclusions, here's the second point, is that Jesus had to direct their concentration. Because, see, they, they, were, they were concentrated on the wrong thing, Bishop. They, they were trying to figure out the who, the what, the where, and the when. But Jesus wanted them to concentrate on the why. He said it doesn't matter who, it doesn't matter when, it doesn't matter where, it doesn't matter, it, none of that matters. It simply matters the why, and I just came to tell you in this holy tabernacle that Jesus is focused on your why. <laughs> Here's the why. The why is, is because uh, he, he wanted the works of God to be made manifest in you. So number one, that the people begin to draw conclusions. Number two, uh, they, he, Jesus had to redirect their concentration. Tell your neighbor your current circumstance. Put you on a collision course with Christ. Prophesy to your other neighbor and tell your neighbor you're about to have an audience and access to the anointed one. Yeah, you're getting ready. That's what God is doing. That's why, that's why these circumstances had to come about is because God had to put you on a collision course so that you can gain an audience and gain access to the anointed one. 
right? All right, we got to get out of here. All right, so uh, the text tells us that Jesus talks to his disciples uh, to shift their stream of thought. It, it, it's not about the who, the what, the where, or the when, but it's about the why. The focus wasn't that the man became blind or whose fault. This particular circumstances was about the why. Can I tell you that some of your biggest circumstances had nothing to do with your decision, nothing to do with the time, nothing to do with who was around you, nothing to do with your sin or any of it. It was a divine designation for the power of God to be revealed in your life. The Holy Writ gives us to know uh, that Jesus spits in the dust to make mud. Yeah. Yeah. Just shout Jesus slinging mud in the game. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, we got a few minutes. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus begins to sling mud. He begins to sling mud uh, in the game. I can only imagine uh, because mud is messy. And so the Bible, the Bible, the Bible declares down as you read through John chapter 9 that Jesus, after he makes the declaration and he tells him neither man, uh, neither the man nor his parents caused this predicament, but that the works of God be made manifest. He then asked the man, uh, do you believe that the son of man, that, do you believe me? Oh, God, just ask your neighbor, do you believe him? Yeah, in a moment that's blind, in a moment where you can't see, do you believe him? Mm -hmm. And so the Bible tells us, he asked the man, does he believe? The man says, yes, I believe. Jesus begins to spit into, uh, the Bible calls it spittle. And so he takes some spit and he puts it in the mud and he begins uh, to mix up the mud, uh, to put the mud on the blind man's eyes. I believe that's point number three. Jesus developed a cure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so after conclusions, after, the, after people draw conclusions, after uh, Jesus redirects their concentration, now we find that Jesus develops a cure. Mm -hmm. What's amazing to me is that Jesus uses mud. And when you begin to take a closer look, Genesis chapter 2, verse number 7 tells us that we were formed from the dust. Uh -huh. and, 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 and he breathes the breath uh, of life into man. And so I can believe that as he begins to shake this dust, as he breathes breath of life into man, he forms clay. Or can we substitute it for mud? Uh -huh. He begins to form us uh, out of the mud. And, and I just came to tell you uh, that Jesus has come uh, to cause and to develop a cure for your current circumstance. Uh-huh, Jesus, Jesus then tells the man, I got a few minutes, Jesus then tells the man to go wash in the pool of Siloam. Mm -hmm. uh, I know things have gotten a little muddy, but Jesus delivers a course of action. Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, in Job 23 and 10, uh, he says, uh, for I know the path you take. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, for I know the plans that I have towards you, plans to prosper you, uh, plans uh, to give you hope and a future. Mm -hmm. The Bible, the Bible, the Bible tells us uh, that the man follows the instructions. I'm ready to go now. Uh, the Bible, the Bible tells us that uh, the man follows the instructions. Jesus cleans. Uh, what once covered him. Can I say it one more time? I said, Jesus cleans what covers him. I don't know what's covering you in this moment. I'm ready now. Come on. Mm -hmm. That's where it is. Mm -hmm. There it is. 
I just came to tell you uh, that the Bible says that Jesus, uh, he, he, he cleans what's covered. I don't know. I said, uh, I don't know what's covering you in this moment. Depression may be covering you in this moment. Uh, uh, sickness and disease may be covering you in this moment. Uh, financial hardship may be covering you in this moment but here it is now God 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 is getting ready to cause you to clean what once covered you yes Lord I came to tell you that your current circumstance is in the living water of the word you'll find you'll find out that you drowned in your circumstance and you won't drown in your circumstance anymore because Jesus came to put some mud in the game and he's gonna cause you to be cleaned up from what was messed up I believe that's why the songwriter said he's gonna clean up what he messed up you're starting your life over again hey here it is when people stop drawing conclusions and they begin to direct your concentration and they allow God to develop a cure he'll dumb down and he'll change your circumstance and he'll defy the critics that's point number three that Jesus will Jesus will he'll defy all of the critics everybody that tried to survey what was on your life everybody that tried to survey what was your problem everybody everybody that tried to survey why you were in the predicament that you were in Jesus comes to defy all of the critics, give me three, take me up. Jesus came to defy all of the critics in your life. Once Jesus spat in the dirt, everyone could see the mud. But thanks be unto God that Jesus saw a miracle in the mud. Jesus saw a miracle in the mud and in the mud of your life. God will, God will, God will clean up what was messed up because he wants to make his glory manifest in your life. God wants to get the glory out of your life. God wants to get the glory out of your muddy situation. And so he'll take what you were made of and cause it to be the blessing that 
everyone who tried to take a survey of your life and cause it to become a miracle in the mud. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, there's a miracle in the mud. We gotta get out of here. What is the mud? Mud is misfortune, unpredictable circumstances and disappointments. M, misfortune. U, unpredictable circumstances. D, disappointments that makes for mud. What is mud? Misunderstandings, untimely hardships, desertion. That is mud. But I came, I came to tell you that Jesus stopped by this morning to turn your mud into a miracle. Tell, tell, tell your neighbor, say neighbor, neighbor, there's a miracle in the mud. Confused because it's a money situation, but God, 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 God is turning your mud into a miracle. There's a miracle, Shiloh. I came to tell you, I got one more, Shiloh. That God is turning your muddy situation into a miracle. Open up your mouth and shout, God, thank you for my miracle. my miracle. I know things have gotten a little muddy. I know things have gotten a little messy. But God, thank you that you see a miracle inside the mud. I'm not dealing with mud just for nothing. But there's a miracle attached to my messy situation. If I have anybody who's looking for a miracle because of a muddy situation, because of a bad hand that you were dealt Open up your mouth and shout. Just came by to tell you this morning that there's a miracle. There's a miracle in the mud. God is not using um, ordinary circumstances change the condition of your life (laughs) hear me God is not using ordinary circumstances to shift the condition of your life because if he used 
Lady Shalina, if God used an ordinary circumstance to shift the course of your life, then man would be able to say that there was something that was able to help your situation and it would shift the glory from God. So God has to use an unorthodox method in order to open you up so that God can get the glory out of your life. Clap your hands all over the building. That's my time. Take in my seat, Bishop. Just turn to your neighbor one last time and say, neighbor, there's a miracle in the mud. Clap your hands all over the building. Praise. 